Hello, this is Rob and Mike from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, and this is Think Smart with TMFG. Mike, today I thought you and I should spend some time talking to our clients about fixed income returns. I am, having looked at the data from the last couple of years and just where interest rates are today, I'm really concerned about fixed income returns for the next five and 10 years in our clients' portfolios. You should probably change the lack of returns <laughs> going on fixed income Yeah, what we've seen. Well, remember we used to talk about fixed income returns and we would keep the money inside the registered accounts to minimize the taxes. The reality is the returns are so anemic from fixed income investments that there is really no tax bill on it. Yeah, we've had a bonus in the last 20 to 30 years from fixed income. Because remember, when you go back to the 80s, interest rates were at 20%. And they've worked themselves down over the last 40 years, I guess, down from that 20% rate all the way down to below 1% now. And over that time, people got rewarded tremendously as interest rates would go down for owning fixed income. Not only would they get the coupon rate, but they also get a bonus of a capital gain as interest rates continue to decrease over time. And eventually that party comes to an end and we might be at that point right now. So the problem is if, you know, let's say the coupon rate today is 1% or somewhere between 1% and 2%. The problem is as interest rates start going back up, that's no longer a capital gain, that's a capital loss. So as interest rates start going back up, someone could go and buy a bond or a GIC, if that was their choice, that was paying a higher rate. So in theory, the bond that you own today has now taken a capital loss. So we could see a situation where over the next five years, maybe the coupon is one to 2%, maybe even 3%, but you could lose 10 to 15% of the capital gain because interest rates have moved up. Yeah, we're in a situation, just uh, when we're doing this podcast, uh, just yesterday the U.S. was staying their inflation rates and it was in the 5% range. And that we haven't seen inflation in the 5% range in a long time. I think it's uh, been 10 years or so since we've seen that. And that does cause some real problems because we know with inflation at that point, eventually... This means the government is going to have to be forced to raise interest rates. They don't want to, but there's not much of a choice because if they let inflation continue at this level, they're going to have a severe problem. And with that rise of interest rates, again, brings in that fear of that capital loss on any of the investments that you do have in fixed income investments. And the longer term fixed income you have, the bigger the loss. So if you're running, you know, three to five year bonds, it's not that bad. But if you're starting to run, you know, 10 to 20 year bonds, you're going to have issues if interest rates start to switch upward. Yeah. So a 1% increase in interest rates on a 10-year bond could be a 10% capital loss. Yep. It's really pretty simple math. So so where do we go? You know, inflation's high. We, You know, initially when inflation started to be high, oh, it's just a supply problem. But now it's a supply and demand issue. Demand is high. Supply is low. We're hearing about labor costs. People don't want to go back to work. The only way to get them back to work is to pay them more money. 
So we're starting to see a lot of things point to the direction of, well, maybe they weren't so right about inflation. And we're not making any predictions here. But my guess is inflation is going to be a lot higher in the next 10 years than it was in the last 10 years. Yeah. I, I just think we're, it feels like we're in that environment. And, you know, we've been through this before where you start to see it rise. And inflation is not something you can easily just turn the tap off. Now, the, the tricky part on trying to, you know, we all hear stock markets high, right? We, 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 know, we know that's the common talk that's going around. But the only way to protect yourself inflation, I always try to bring it to a very simplified level. So let's take Walmart as an example. Everyone, where most people shop at Walmart, right? And you're going to have a bill in Walmart. I think my wife was there today. Yeah. So if we think that inflation is going to continue, five years down the road, is your bill in Walmart going to be higher or lower than today? Probably going to be higher. Yep. So Especially if prices start going up. Ingrid just said to me today, I'm going to Walmart today. Is there anything you need because I can get it cheaper there? I didn't even ask about inflation or anything like that. She just said, here's why I'm going to Walmart. I can get stuff cheaper. And it's going to follow very much an inflation rate. I'd say Walmart would probably be the ultimate example of an inflationary-based company, right? Yep. So if there's 5% money inflation last year, that means Walmart probably saw 5% more revenue. So if that continues for the next five years and there's 25% higher costs, what do you think the revenue in Walmart's going to be? It's going to be pretty good. It's going to be 25% higher. And if their revenue's higher, chances are their profits are higher. That's where it goes. So do you want to own their stock or not? Yeah. <laughs> so one of my big concerns is the stock market's done really well. So we could call it high. The real estate market has done really well. I was just, you know, updating some house values for house and cottage values for a client today. And it's like it, the, the numbers are up 10 to 20 percent over the last 12 months. Yep. And, and sometimes those numbers don't come down very quickly. So if real estate's high and stocks are high and fixed income's really low, where else can you go? Yeah, it gets limited, isn't it? <laughs> it's limited, but one of the advantages of stocks is, yeah, they may be high, there may be a correction. Real estate may be high, may be a correction. But pretty good chance that stocks and real estate are gonna outperform fixed investments over a 10-year period. So maybe it's time to start putting a little more stocks and real estate into our client's portfolio. Yeah, I, the, we've seen it over, I mean, we've been at this for 30 years now. I've seen very few times when you, over a 10-year period, where you weren't rewarded by being more aggressive on the stock side of things. You know, maybe for, maybe it was a six-month period in 2008 where we saw people got a little bit uh, hit. But other than that, you know, in doing this for 30 years, I've seen six months of my 30 years where people weren't rewarded for that. Well, just look at your clients. Those who have more equities in their portfolio, look at their 10-year returns versus that have less equities. They have better results, right? It's really simple math. A way I always found that was better to look at weights on portfolio, instead of looking at the falls that can happen in the portfolio, I tend to look at the times to recover. Because they always do recover. So you got to get, if you don't believe that the markets will recover, you shouldn't be invested, right? Just go buy GICs. If you do believe that the markets work and the world works in this type of fashion, it's not really a question of if the market's going to re rebound from anything that goes on. It's a matter of how long it's going to take. 
And if you get in that in your mind more than how much of a dive the market can take, you think, okay, well, how long a recovery is it? Can I afford to have the portfolio down for a year? And if you have enough cash on the side to make sure that works, then you can take much more aggressive stance in your portfolio to make that work. So let's look at a couple of the, you know, the big corrections we've had. We had a correction last March. That was a really fast one. That was pretty abnormal. And, you know, things were down 25, 30%. For three months. <laughs> right? That was yeah. a three-month recovery. Then if we look at, we go back to 2008, 2009, that was a big, massive correction. About three to four years. Right? In some of the areas, two to three years, it was pretty fast. And that's the worst since 1928. Right. And when you take it back before then... That was the worst correction since the Depression. And we had always feared about that happening in our careers, and it did, and we got through it, and we got through it with, you know, almost all of our clients intact. So if our clients can handle those sort of corrections, they're not happy about it. Let's, Let's, you know, get this clear. They're not happy about it, but if they can deal with that, maybe a little extra equity in their portfolio is the right thing. And it's very client specific. So this is not general advice. It, it really depends on how long a client's been investing, how they behave during the different market corrections, what their income needs are, what their life expectancy. There's so many factors. But I believe it's time to consider exploring that option with all of our clients. What I've really noticed in the past uh, few years is investor, investor behavior has improved dramatically. You know, as soon as the markets did correct this last time, the first thing we were getting is calls from our clients to stop their monthly plans that they were taking out money. They want to reduce the amount of money they were spending, they were cutting expenses. People realize you have to make adjustments. This isn't something where you can say, we're no longer in the fixed income world. You know, we started this game, everyone had their seven, eight percent GICs. They had seven, eight percent. I'm gonna live on this for the rest of my life. I'm not changing. That has changed. People can get that same 7 or 8% now, but what they have to do, they have to be willing to go and make adjustments to the lifestyle when it's not at that level because it's not going to happen every year. Right. And that's the reality of how people, but I find people now understand that. You know, Is that our clients understand it or people in general? Not sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think a lot of it has to do with some of the education we've provided over the years to our clients that they've become more comfortable with how markets work and how they behave and how they should react to the markets. Uh, I'm not sure the average investor out there has that same experience. I think it's been helpful for our clients for sure. At least that's what a lot of them have told me. I mean, the reality, it must be more on our client base because we see how money moves during these corrections. It still goes the wrong way in general, right? We see that, you know, when the markets go down, people are selling out of equities and people buying fixed income. So the world still doesn't have it down correctly. But on the good side of it, our client base does. It's interesting. I saw a report recently said that the average investor in North America today has only 50% of their portfolio in equity, which means 50% is in cash or bonds, which means 50% of their portfolio is doing very little right now and it's losing money to inflation every Think year. 4% below inflation, you have a negative 4% return. Now, if you're investing in a fixed income, even a GIC or something that's paying you, they're only paying 1% now, most of, this, most of these investments. And we had a 5% inflation rate. You're losing 4% a year. It's right. nuts. It's not a good strategy. That brings us to the end of another week. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart with TMFG. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. 
You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.